What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Now, I'm no motivational speaker, but if I said to you that you have greatness inside you, most of you would nod your head because you understand that on some level, that is probably true. Yet many of us feel very unnatural, even arrogant, about telling other people about our greatness, how great we are. This is because we've been conditioned by society to believe that we have to wait for other people to recognize, validate, and confirm said greatness. To do it yourself, well, they just call you cocky. On the other hand, these same people, these same motherfuckers, will tell you not to find your validation in the opinions of others because then they say you lack confidence yet when you exhibit confidence and speak to your own greatness before they have a chance to validate you they tell you to sit the fuck down and be humble so which is it am i the only one who sees the fucking contradiction here or am i just fucking confused this is what i call the paradox of humility Let's talk about this. So before the podcast, we were listening to that song by uh, Kendrick Lamar. You got it. If you're doing a podcast on humility, you better place be humble. You, you better you better be humble, right? Sit down. Oh, we gotta play it. Ooh. Sit down. Mm. Be humble. Hold on, little bitch. <laughs> Don't be talking about how great you are. Every day. Hold on, little bitch. <laughs> you know, think about it this way. If Elon Musk mm -hmm. came and said, guys, I am very smart. I'm great. I can I make rockets. I can get man to the moon. Look at how brilliant I am. People will go, oh, this arrogant motherfucker. Who do you think well, no, you no, no, are? Now he's been validated. So now he can say it. No, even if he said it now, it would still rub people the wrong way because he said it. This is the big. No one listening right now thinks I'm, th thinks I'm wrong on this one. <laughs> okay, okay. Seriously, if, if Elon Musk. Came in, if Jeff Bezos in there whatsoever in that statement, if, you just assume it's, everyone it's an absolute with you statement. My statements are absolute because you have humility. I see how this works. Yes, I am a Got very it. humble person. <laughs> if Elon Musk came and said, "Guys, I am the smartest of all the smarts," people will lose their shit. Even though it is true, even though it is true, Jeff Bezos, my uh, what's the Microsoft guy, Bill Gates, if Einstein in his day, Einstein. If Einstein came and said. I'm so smart. Look at all my accomplishments. <laughs> People. For if you don't sound like Trump when you say it. Okay? Yeah, again, then I would be a little irritated. <laughs> Look at all my accomplishments. People don't like when you validate yourself and talk about how great you are. Now, I've obviously been extreme in these examples. What I really want to talk about is in you, the listener, and in how... You know you are born with greatness. You know that your life should have some purpose, right? If you believe and subscribe to that ideology. It's a big if. It's, <laughs> if you believe that you, ha you have something inside you that you were meant to do. 
a gift, a purpose. All, all, all the motivational speaking, all the Eric Thomas, you know, all the, uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tony Robbins, they feed you this, you know, you are born for a purpose. If you believe that, and you, you figure out because somebody got horny. Let's just let's just, just put it. Roll with me, roll. Me. If you start so talking, your purpose. Somebody was horny. If you start, and then you got, you came into existence. If you start talking about your greatness, people start getting rubbed the wrong way because they haven't had a chance to validate you yet. Mm. But but in the same breath, your 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 mom, your dad, your family will teach you and tell you to not wait for other people to validate you. Before you show how good you are. Oh, don't don't care what other people think about you. You just go be yourself. You know, you can be whatever you want to be. Go be great. So, and I'm like, dude, it's contradictory. It's contradictory. It is contradictory. And I do agree with you that for the every man, there is this extreme conundrum of uh, you're told not to be too arrogant to have too much self-belief when you're like too much self-esteem. Yeah. When you're like, I'm going to be uh, like. I work with a lot of dancers and they all have this dream of going to Broadway and being the next dancer. And there's a part of you in the back of your mind. You're like, calm the fuck down. Really? You, you on Broadway. And it's not that you don't believe them. I have no reference to their dancing skill whatsoever. You just know it's a, it's like a lottery win to be the best because you have to be the best of the best of the best. And you have to get lucky. Or is what, or is, is it pissing you off? that they didn't wait for you to say oh you're such a good dancer you could be on broadway <laughs> right right it's it's the fact that they didn't wait for you to validate them first in general there's that nothing pisses behind you their off. name right now it's like have you made it to broadway no okay so you haven't made it you're not validated yet and this is where i i have a little bit of an issue with what you said earlier which there is we like go. That we're only I'm five st- minutes into the podcast and you're already disagreeing with everything i have to say <laughs> podcast what is even what is started what for is me new? to disagree with you <laughs> people listening like oh wow it took five minutes <laughs> they must be getting along yeah, now <laughs> yeah we're on good terms <laughs> you got a whole five minutes yeah but if my- i sound sick y'all i apologize i'm, I'm a little under the weather you know maybe, maybe got i got the corona maybe got the sniffles. <laughs> yeah. don't say that they'll force us oh, into yeah. quarantine <laughs> Ooh, maybe that'd be a good thing yeah he's got the rona guys <laughs> no i don't have the rona i just have a Can you quarantine is someone come no, put I, tape over our door I, and keep no, us no, inside no i just went for a run the other day it was a little nippy i forgot i was still thinking it was summer so i had my chest all out you mm-hmm. know and i caught i caught a little cold that's mm-hmm. it that's it that's it Sure it is. <laughs> See how one, he's in denial. Yeah, no, no. You, you want? I just you, want two you, weeks you don't, off. Yeah, you don't want to go to work. I just That's want two weeks off. <laughs> anywho, anywho, I have back to my issue with your point. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I think Einstein or Elon Musk or any of those greats, um, uh, Je- Jeff Bezos now or. Um, Steve Jobs with Apple, when they were in their prime and everything was going well for them, they had, quote unquote, been validated by the world. So at that point, like a dancer on Broadway saying that they're a dancer on Broadway or that they're one of the best dancers in the world, you can legitimately say that because you have the validation to back it up. The problem where most people really get their panties in a twist is when you're at the beginning. Like, think of Elon Musk when he was reinvesting everything he earned back into his business and people thought he was nuts. 
because he's like, I'm smart. I got this plan. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to invest these millions. And you're like, dude, you just made out with all these millions. Are you an idiot? You're going to fucking invest all of it back into your business. And now you're almost homeless. You know the story, right? I do. Okay. Very well. So he does this and people thought he was dumb. He proved them wrong. Now he can say he's the smartest man in the room. But at that time, no one believed him because he had not been validated. Okay, and this is where you are wrong because <laughs> Steve Jobs proved this to prove your point false. He was still yelling, I'm the smartest man in the room long after social validation. Apple was already a billion dollar company. And guess what they did to this motherfucker? They forced him out of the company they that he founded. Out and they had to bring him back in. And because, the company has never done as well without yes, him. Yes, because, because they finally understood, well, he's just going to be on the mountaintop yelling how good he is. So we just need to learn to live in his world, in his universe. <laughs> now she's quiet. Now no, she ain't got I'm, shit I'm to saying, say. People don't I'm always saying, like it, it, but you can say it and back it up. But think about, like, think about um, great people like Van Gogh, okay. who never made it, who never got validated in their in their lifetime. And that's, and you're they, making my point. Van Gogh was yelling the whole time, look at how great I am. Look at how great I am. And no one Society was like, it. we don't believe you. You ain't shit, nigga. And you ain't shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> Sorry for my N-word use, but it just seemed appropriate in that, in that moment. Like Van Gogh, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. I can imagine his friends going to Van Gogh. Ain't nobody going to remember that name. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. You don't like even. A, a King Bade. What kind of name is that? Yeah, a yeah. King Bade. That's like me telling that's people. Our last name, by the that, way. Yeah, that's like me telling people that I'm that I'm the greatest philosopher since Socrates. <laughs> I'm Black Jesus. I'm the young Socrates, Plato in his prime. <laughs> those who know me I well. Can't help but laugh. Yeah, you're laughing because those who know me well know that this you is. You haven't I, been validated. I, yeah, I am not exaggerating at all. This is how I see myself. Yeah. And when I was yelling across from the rooftop, like guys, we had to sit him <laughs> down and be like, "Look." Yeah, my friends be had humble. to. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was a very humble person because I was telling people how great I was. And then Sarah orchestrated this, you know. No, uh, that was accidental. It was not it was not an on purpose sure, intervention. Sure, sure, All no, I no, know no. is I let show up. Hold on. All I know is I show up I show up at a friend's house. Hold on, let me, we're about to blow the microphone. Let me turn this shit down. No, don't turn it down. Don't turn leave it up. Leave it up. They can all, turn their volume down. All I know is I show up at a friend's house thinking we're about to have a barbecue. Next thing I know, my we ass <laughs> my ass in the middle of an intervention. <laughs> you actually and people telling me and people telling me how I am not a humble person. I stop <laughs> like okay. So I'm so crying. now now oh now now I'm crying on the think podcast. Think about think, think about think about this. Let, let, let me get this point out before you say shit. Some of the greatest the, the greatest level of influence any human being can have is to write a paradigm or philosophy or a school of thought that other people model their lives after. Jesus did it. Ayn Rand did it. Fucking Plato did it. Socrates. All I've, I, I've done the exact same thing. I've written a philosophy that people have modeled their lives after. Probably not to the scale <laughs> at which Jesus did it. You know, like I'm not a religion yet. But I've done the same shit that the oh, greats have done. Okay. So I'm over here talking about how great I am 
But I can't say shit anymore because you know what? I got to wait on you motherfuckers society to validate how great I am. And even. Okay, it's my turn. It's my turn. The whole time. The whole time. I'm like, I've been knowing this. I've been knowing this. But if I say shit, I'm arrogant. So I got to wait for these fuckers to validate me. So the story goes, we were actually hanging out at a friend's house. This was not an intervention. We were just having a barbecue. Sure. Okay. And Anyone then, who's ever been in an in- intervention knows not. knows you wake up, the day seems normal, <laughs> everything seems accidental. to be going well. This was accidental. You so show up you thinking you're your short turn. to dinner, and all of a sudden they're like, Deji, we're here we for talk. you. <laughs> but we didn't do that to you. So you brought it up. You were talking about how you were this humble guy. Like, I don't remember why you brought it up, but you brought it up about how you were humble. And it was me and um, our our friends, and we were all sitting around, and everyone stopped. Like, literally, the just conversation stopped, and we all looked at each other, made eye contact, and it was just silent. And then we just bust out laughing. It was like, we were laughing so hard, and you were looking around like, what? What, Why are y'all laughing? Like, what's so funny? We're like... We were flabbergasted. Like, we, you actually thought that you were humble. And it wasn't that we don't understand that you need to necessarily be humble, but the fact that you thought you were humble was what was so funny. And we're like, no, 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 no. This is a guy. Okay. To give you context. This was early, early 2000s, Deji. And... <laughs> This is, this is like you know how you have like Britney at like her her crazy stage. This was like you and your crazy. This stage. is Britney Spears pre Kevin Federline. <laughs> so this this was this was Tupac pre Death Row, yeah. <laughs> pre Suge Knight and Death Row records. Yeah, the change has been real. This this dude had a book. His first book that he tried to write. It's the y'all. same book. I just retitled it. By the way, no, it's not. It's a. He called it the Book of Deji, like literally trying to create his own religion. (laughs) (laughs) It's what the greats have done. The Book of Deji. There's Jesus Christ. Nothing. (laughs) The only difference between me and Jesus is scale. Oh, we're gonna lose so many listeners with that comment. Look, I, look. If look, if what we're talking about turns you off so much, then get off the fucking podcast, okay? Because if if your stomach ain't, ain't built for this shit, for these kind of conversations that that make you think a little different, then then you don't need you. You one of those like in your box motherfuckers who can't be around people who don't think like you or don't have ideas like you. And that's okay. There are other podcasts that have, you know, exactly what you're looking for. This uh, is not one of them. No, we, we, we pushed in boundaries. But my, my point is, is I, I think that it humility and confidence is a double-edged sword. So two things can be true at the same yeah. time. So I have always had too much humility. And you've always had too much confidence. And I think there there is a balance. And that's why people say on both sides, like you said, Steve Jobs could go to the extreme of being way too confident to the point where he would ruin business relationships 
because he didn't know how to work with people and be around people and not come across as an asshole. Or is it that right? we live in a society? Okay, so humility is a learned behavior. No one is born humble. We're taught to be humble. I've never met a humble baby. Okay, kids are very entitled, very me, 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 me. It's my, 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 mine. And then we we beat that shit out of them like, oh, be humble. shit. But in the same breath, we start telling them that they're special. They they oh you're made in God's image and you're blah blah. Unique snowflake. Yeah, you're 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 unique. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, we talk and and I'm like, okay, this is fucking we do contradictory. Confuse kids. So, I agree. So maybe like, like you're maybe a unique snowflake, but everyone gets a trophy. Maybe do it's not. Best, maybe it's not that Steve Jobs is weird for shouting on the on the rooftop how great he is. Maybe it's society that's weird for not knowing how to accept. When, or not knowing how to interpret or how to even understand or comprehend somebody who doesn't need social validation to express that they know that they're great. So here's what I would say, okay? So I would say that there is a skill set to being able to speak to what you're good at and what you've done. So this is something I've told you when you're going into interviews or when you're going into job settings. And I always use the analogy, you have to be like Beowulf. And for those of you who weren't into literature and haven't read Beowulf, um, in the Beowulf story, every time Beowulf, our character, was introduced, they'd have to come in and they'd announce themselves. I am Beowulf, son of so-and-so, and I have slain this monster, killed this demon, conquered this land they would give you That's their like fucking Khal- resume yeah, yeah that was like khaleesi from uh, game of thrones exactly my name is khaleesi mm-hmm. da, 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 where do you think they got that shit from mother that was of, beowulf all the way mother of dragons slayer da, 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 da. freer of men you know bre- breaker of chains like i'm like exactly it takes like five minutes just, just to, to introduce, introduce yourself, yourself. And, and that was what they I did. I should start doing that. <laughs> I would tell you that. I would tell you, go into this interview because you have to be like Beowulf. There's a point where you have to have confidence and speak to your skill sets and what you have done and what you can do. However, on the flip side of that is that ability to say what you're not good at. And this is a skill set most people who are confident fail to learn. And this is where they come. They cross that boundary from confidence to arrogance. Because just because you're the smartest man in math doesn't mean you're the smartest man in literature or poetry or right. so you're fucking ta- mechanics. So or, you're talking about contextual yes. intelligence, right? And, and also So like everyone is smart. Mm-hmm. The context of how we're smart just varies. Like yeah. Einstein said, everyone's a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it would go its entire life thinking it's stupid. Exactly. A fish is just as smart as a human being. The context of how we it expresses its smart is just mm-hmm. different from the context in which, in which a human being would be smart. Yep. Right? But we just live on a plane where the context of how a human being is smart is how we generally accept smarts. Mm-hmm. And I I think it is sad that we live in a world where people cannot speak to their own greatness and and really brag about themselves in a way where we feel like we almost have to downplay. Like I said, I have always had too much humility where even I looked at you the other day and I was like, I've got to stop giving credit for my wins to chance. No, I told you that. I know. Okay. Well, well, I was I was speaking to you and I vocalized it. Okay. Okay. Um, because whenever I would fail, 
I would blame it on myself. I was like, well, I messed up at this, so it's my fault. I, 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 I missed this um, opportunity or I didn't do as well here as I should have. And then when big wins would fall into my lap, I'd be like, well, it was just luck. I just got lucky. It just kind of happened to work out. And I would, I would never own my wins to my own skill set, but I would always attribute my losses to my own failures. And that's the fucked up mindset that humility can play on you. And it can keep you from trying to do things. That's a like, (laughs) excuse me. You have enough arrogance that you wrote a book and did two TEDx talks. Now I had to help you with some of the writing and shit, but I've wanted to write a book for years and I won't do it because I am too You're filled with too much humility. Right. And which is a function. Which is a function of how you were raised. So so the humility you've come and known to be as you was Dasha was taught to you okay mm-hmm. i on the you other were not you escaped no it. no 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 i've been on my own since i was 10 years old i don't know what humility is because no one ever taught it to me so now the, you can fake it you just yeah i've got a little bit of that white male privilege in me you know that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how white men just and i'm speaking stereotypically here so i'm not trying to piss white men off but Y'all know what I'm talking. At least ethnic people know what I'm talking about. That white They're American like like male privilege. They just walk like their shit don't stink and they got the biggest dick in the room. That's how I, they I feel like that's men in general though. Y'all all walk around like no, that. No, no, no. That is especially in business, it is uniquely a white male about 45 to 50 and now from about 35 to 50 years old that arrogance with which they just mm. i'm just the leader you know i'm just i'm just i was just born a leader i was just born okay. this way i was i woke up like this i think a lot of you fellows have that and then okay. women typically are way more humble than they should be yeah because women get taught way worse than men the humility to be quiet, to be be quiet passive. submissive, passive, which again goes wide to why we don't have a lot of women in key positions of power in business and in government. And when they are, they're, they are also said to be arrogant or a bitch. Again, going back to my point, society does not know how to handle a woman. With women with confidence who so- know how society to Society does mind. not know what to do with anyone, especially a woman who's trying to like bail wolf away like, look, I'm fucking I got great. this shit. And I can slay dragons. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So, so even this has affected me at work. Like, mm-hmm. I know I am scary good at what I do. Very good at what I do. No if I, If I may say so myself. <laughs> you may. You yes. Mean. And I've had my own peers. You have been validated now multiple times. Even so. in my validation, Sarah, I've been validated for six years. But even even in my own, if I came out now like I did before, start talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, you pissed some people yes. off at work. Yeah. When I went out at work, I'd be like, look, I'm the best of all you bitches <laughs> and then wonder why no one liked you ain't no one ain't no one as good as me ain't no one as good as me let's let's just i'm like let's just talk facts okay by any measurable metric by any measurable scope of influence which was not untrue which was not it was, i was not lying in any category and i'm I, but because i said it people you were the all, asshole who said it yeah and even they had a sort of a mini, at least one of my peers had a mini intervention with me where she was like, shut the fuck up and, and did it publicly too. publicly mm-hmm. when we're all having a, 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 a one of those, you know how they do that building. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it was like 70 people in the room, fucking the entire region. She's like, Deji, be humble, be humble. 
pride comes before a fall. Or that's another bullshit they tell you. Pride, mm. p- pride comes before a fall. You ain't gonna be on the top forever. And I'm looking like I'm the best in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that too, didn't you? Yeah, I said it. But because the room didn't, and everyone in the room knows it's true. Mm-hmm. But because I said it, just the mere fact that I acknowledge or I perceive to be conscious to how good I was mm-hmm. pissed people off. It's almost like they want you to be good, but you have to act like you don't know you're good. Yeah, it's it's a play acting. It's kind of like you got think about it like this. Remember, you know how you and then when oh. they tell you you're good, you have to be like, no, 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 you're, 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 stop, stop, stop it. Yeah. But like think about when you take a girl on a date, right? Think You take a girl on a date. And the end of the date comes and it's time to pay. And she does that reach for the wallet. I'm like, girl, stop playing. <laughs> you know she doesn't want to pay. <laughs> she don't want to pay. I'm like, you got this? <laughs> She's just waiting on you to come back and say, oh, no, 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 I got this. I got this. So what people want you to do when you're good at something is go, oh, you know, you know, I tried really hard this, this, you know, this month or this quarter, and I, I think I did pretty good. And they come back and go, what are you talking about? You did amazing. Oh my gosh. Or like, oh man, okay, like, no, I could have no, done no. better. My, was, my, you know, conversion was my team. wasn't. Oh yeah, my team. It was my team. So my great. team did all the work. Fuck the fact that as the boss, I'm the strategic mind in this bitch. Like the way the team flows is coming straight from my thought. Like because you've had a different team at every store at, and every month, honestly, because you promote. So many I've people. Wor- look, look, I've, I've worked at the company six years across two markets and multiple clubs and been number one at everything, everything. But you know what? I got to be like, but it's, it's my, my team. team. <laughs> it's my team. It's my team. It's a lot like when athletes <laughs> say it's God. Yeah. Oh, 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 God, God gave me the skill. LeBron James, you know, you're just, you know, only the, 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 the best NBA player ever or Michael Jordan win championship. But you know what? It, it was God. Fuck the fact that, you know what? You're a genetic freak of nature. Practice. Yeah, genetic. Genetic freak of nature plus all the hours of practice. You know what? It was God. Okay. Or like, you know, you're a military general. And they train him out that, them to do that too because they that's the press. That's how they, they become lovable in a family name. If they came out with the arrogance if LeBron, that you did. If LeBron comes out talking no about I'm the come, best. Mm-mm. And he he's not lying. He's not lying. It's not like but it would piss people it off. Would, it would rub people off the wrong way. They, they, people want to validate you, and when you, when they validate you, they still don't want you to acknowledge and accept it. They want you to like. They want you to acknowledge <laughs> it, but in a humble way, like thank you, thank you, not in a like. So we're oh, all you right, you right. Yeah, I'm really good. So we're all trapped in this very weird, Play unnatural, yeah. social, social contract. Well, what really bothers me about the whole thing is just people like me who struggle with confidence anyways, and then we're taught this humble game, and it becomes this thing that it's... You're beat into submission with the humble mentality, especially women, especially women. It it becomes really hard, I feel like, to overcome it. Maybe this is just me. Who knows? Maybe I'm the one motherfucker out here who's like... Man, this shit's hard to no, outgrow. No, no, I doubt you're the only woman. I, I will be, I would be hard pressed. I think we get a lot of comments on this episode from women who say, "You know what, Sarah? We relate with you, and you're not wrong." It's, women, women get the short end of this stick. Way worse. People of color would be next. Yeah, it is hard to outgrow that like taught humility and taught like 
you're not allowed to to speak up too much or feeling like you wouldn't be good at something. I remember being told I wouldn't be good at a lot of different things. And so I never tried them. And then the things that I was told I would be good at, like you can't really make money at. Like you can't. Like raising kids, you know, being yeah. a nurturer. Well, because so, you're a woman, these are the yeah, things you're, you're, the you things should be I good at. I feel confident being good Your mom at. did a lot of that shit with you. Yeah. Which is, is where I learned I was confident in, in those things. But even that, like my mom was one of the best cooks you would ever step into a cook kitchen with. I, I mean, know, this I woman tasted that real velvet cake. You only got, you don't even know the that half shit, of the shit. That shit had to have been 2,000 calories for one slice. I couldn't eat the entire you day. You don't count calories with my mom. I was watching Sarah's mom bake a cake and I'm like, we're three bags of powdered sugar in yeah and it's like those, that was just the icing it was those two pound bags of sugar i'm like i'm looking at sarah having a fucking panic attack like sarah <laughs> she just put six six pounds of sugar you should see her make mashed potatoes we ain't even gotten to the butter okay we didn't get to the butter <laughs> and i'm having a panic sweat attack looking at sarah like i can't even eat i can't even eat a slice nope. <laughs> Oh, we know how to throw down us <laughs> Southern women. You, you don't count calories in the South. No, no shit. I found that out. The iced tea, like one yeah. eight ounce cup got like a thousand calories. <laughs> shit. <in tea. laughs> shit. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. But like that was something she was good at. I mean, good at. And people would come from all around and she still would talk down about herself. And now, oh, you know, I just, I just like to cook. You know, I just do what I can. And. You know, it's okay. Oh, I could have done better at this. She could never fully embrace how fucking good she was. It just felt too Even unnatural. Yeah, like she, it, was, it was always like, oh, you know, you know, I, it was that soft spoken like, and I learned that same mindset of just fear of trying, fear of standing out, fear of putting myself out there really and being shot down and then. I don't know. It's just, especially with business stuff, especially with being vocal and being a manager of stuff. And that, that was a hard hurdle for me. Oh yeah. It took me two years to reprogram your mind on the whole humility thing in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Because remember I used to tell y'all like, Sarah, you're a woman. Okay. You, you can be on the far right of this humility thing and just be outright Beowulf. And it was still you're it's so unnatural from who you are, it will still bring you center. Yeah. It will still bring you right to center. <laughs> the pendulum's not gonna swing the other it's way. It's not gonna swing much because your best attempts at being arrogant still <laughs> have still, come off, still huh? have a stench of humility <laughs> in it. <laughs> like I think I'm really good. What do you think? <laughs> I can still smell the humility in your best attempts at being arrogant. Uh. And this would be my advice to any woman in the workforce. And by the way, I do do coaching on the side. You know, you can hire Sarah and I'll get your mindset right. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll let his arrogance rub off. On yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But think about it. Think about think. I think go about back. how many great minds haven't tried shit because they were taught this humility stuff or how many great minds great works we still don't know because they can't come out to speak up they they can't come out and say how great they are they're waiting for society to validate how good they are so they can now do this bullshit dance of like oh stop it y'all i I really don't know it was it was it was you know it was just luck 
You know what's crazy, though, is how some people are able to kind of find that line like artists. Think about those artists who put out a huge canvas with like a line on it and then they sell it for a million dollars. That's some fucking arrogance to take a blank canvas, draw a line across it and say it's worth millions because you said it is an arrogance. So now so what you're speaking to is you have to be incognito about how you say or, or like talk about your own arrogance right that's you, you, marketing right there so you can be arrogant if you market it as creative genius i agree with that i agree with that you can't be very you can't be outright vocal about it you have to be almost subtle do it in other ways it almost has to come as a mystique, though, because even like Steve Jobs had that same mystique. Now, people closest to him might have been annoyed and not like to work with him. But same with movie stars and, and huge artists and stuff like that. The people who are working directly under them may be annoyed and not like them. But the fandom from the people who enjoy being around someone who is who exudes that level of arrogance, it's, it's a different kind of cocktail that people are addicted to. I want to say this. Because most of us have dreams of changing the world, right? Like dreams of doing something so great that it causes people to witness you. Yeah. There is nothing humble about wanting to change the fucking world. About wanting to be witnessed. Right. There's nothing humble. Like Gandhi, Mother Teresa, these are not humble people. You don't set out to do that. those kind of great works. The works that, that cause humanity to, to shift attention towards you mm -hmm. at scale. There is nothing humble. And anyone who calls himself humble for doing that shit is fucking full of shit. Full of shit. I mean, I, I would go even a step further and say there's nothing humble about thinking that we inherently deserve something or are, are it's not destined for something. Like when you... Believe when, yeah, that, that life, you have a purpose, that you were born for a reason. You're here to do something good. Yeah. That is not and humble. And I think we all have that in us. There's that Shakespeare quote, and I use this one a lot on the podcast, but... Um, there's nothing more extraordinary than the desire. There's, there's nothing, nothing more ordinary, ordinary than, than the, the desire, desire to, to be, be extraordinary. extraordinary. Jinx. No, no, no. It's a quote we fed ourselves. A lot. Yeah. Because it's, it's so true. We all have that feeling inside of us. One of the things like I love to read and, you know, they start the book off and like she always felt deep down. There was something a little bit different about her. It, you know, like that, that basic kind of trope everyone feels like that everyone has that desire or that belief that That's we're Cinderella. just a little bit different um i used to even use this with my I'm special team. i used to even use this with Take my sip. oh good uh i used to even use this with my team when i would tell them about the the story aspect of like when you're when you're working customer service you have to put that mindset of you being the center of the story aside and realize that to everyone else, you are a background character. Like, we walk around, we drive in our car, we go through the drive-thru, we, we go shopping, and the people around us are not in our story. They are the background characters. And you have to understand that to someone else's viewpoint, you are a background character. And that's... And so, to some people, you are even the fucking villain. True, true. Yeah. That, that shit can fuck with your mind. Like, to think that someone hates you and sees you 
as their villain. Yeah. Someone sees you as their sidekick. Someone doesn't even fucking notice you. Maybe they pass you you every day. If you work in customer service and you're a manager or whoever the fuck you are, some of your customers, you're the best person who they've ever dealt with. And then to to some, you're the worst person they've ever dealt with. To some, your business is the shittiest. you're just that vague, incognito. Oh, yeah. Remember that random manager at that one place or that random person who helped that server at the restaurant who, who served us? They're, they're people that play a role that we don't even notice. And that's a human being. I'll give you another one. So it's that time of year where break-ins happen a lot. So, you know, a couple of people got their cars broken into at work the other day. This is at, call it 4 p.m. Mm. I stayed with every member for, I didn't get home till 10 p.m. that day. Yeah, you had a long ass day. Yes, because I was in the parking lot with each individual one through the police report, the police getting there. I didn't have to be there, by the way. Mm-mm. Okay, it's like, hey, look, here are the cops. They're going to take care of you. Bye. I'm out. I played a role for these people, mm-hmm. a role that most you went of above them. And beyond. Besides above and beyond, it was a it was a role that I was playing. I doubt they even understood what that was because they will all go home and probably not give it too much thought after that. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was there five hours with them, because to your point, they were the they were the main character in it the story. It was their trauma. And I played a very significant uh, uh, subordinate role or, or what like support, sidekick, like, yeah. like, like a supporting character. I played that role, played it very well, but they were so in their own unique snowflakeness that, you know, tragedy don't happen to no one else but them that they didn't even recognize. I didn't get a fucking thank you. I didn't get a, you know what, man, you didn't have to, but we appreciate you. I didn't get all that. They were so wrapped up in their own, in their own trauma. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to acknowledge it or, or remember it. If anything, they're still going to partly blame you because yeah. their car got robbed at your place, place of business. Place of business. 100%. So I, I'm going back to that one, uh, the, the one story I was trying to tell because it was a thought I didn't finish when I was, you know, tooting my own horn about how good I was at work. I'll you go know, back to tooting your own horn. Okay. <laughs> across two markets where it's like, when it, okay, it's a lot like a general in the army. Mm-hmm. Right. The general plays the chess piece of where the soldiers go and, you know, who goes where and the best players to go do certain things like a lot of the, the, the tactical play for why we won the game or even a coach or why we won the battle. The war comes from the mind of the leader, me in this case. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that, you know, you can't quite claim all the glory. You have to show humility because the best tactics still rely on the players on the field to execute the way you know they can. You can't play all the all the positions. Right, right, right. So I guess in some weird par- you know, parody or paradox, maybe it is false to be, you know, tooting your own greatness. The player can't. You know, the, 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 the LeBron James still can't say how great he is because he is running a coach's play. And the coach probably can't claim to be great and the cause of winning the championship because he still he needs, needs a LeBron yeah. on, on the team. Yep. And the team can't play and win without the LeBron or the coach. There you go. Hence All, why it's a paradox. Yep. Hence why it's a paradox. 
There is no one-man show. Yeah. And this is what it goes back to even the beginning of what I said of understanding what you're great at in context. Like, I would say I'm a great artist. Am I the best artist? No. Am I the best, even a great artist at every type of art? No. I know I am a good artist at certain things, but it's limited. And I feel like when you can kind of isolate what you're good at and, and be specific, it's the same thing. Like, think about like this. When I go into a hairdresser, we have the episode we did a while back where I went into a hairdresser and she fucked me up. The paradigm shift in real time. Yep. So on that one, the flaw that I would say this stylist made was not in trying to do my hair and not getting it right. It was not being able to, first of all, identify what she was good and not good at and calling it out. Hey, I've never done this this style of hair. I've never done this type of um, And this is an award process. winning for context. This is an award winning hairstylist has yeah. done Miss America like a bunch of shit. Yeah, but we didn't know that this was one thing she just, just didn't know of her how to do, but maybe if she had not been so maybe if she had been a little bit more humble. Yep. Okay. A little more humble to communicate. I've never done this before. It would be a trial. Or even when she fucked it up, calling it out and saying, hey, I obviously fucked this up. I'm normally really good. Let me go back and try and and see what I can do to fix it. Um, None of that happened. So that's my point. You can be the best. It doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. And you need to have enough humility to call that out. Not be afraid to call that out. Because that actually makes you better, in my opinion. That makes you... That, that almost gives you more license to brag about the things you are good at. Like, I may not be the best balayage hairstylist, but I'm the best, you know, whatever. I don't know, you know why. I do. I do. I don't know why I had this thought going through okay. my head. But thought? I keep thinking about kids. And I, I feel like I've seen kids who their parents tell them that they're great. They're special. You're, you know, you're going to have a Hollywood star in your name one day. <laughs> which okay. is probably not going to happen. Just letting you, but don't tell your mom I told you that. Don't tell your mom I told you that. Uh, you know, so they, their parents feed them this, you're great. But then when it comes to the actual practice of when the kid actually wants to express themselves in some kind of greatness, the parents now tell them, oh, well, be humble, be humble. And I feel like I see this look of confusion on the kid's face because you, you when you have this contradicting information in a way enough times one will win over the other Mm -hmm. and by and large it's the be humble part that wins because that gets validated more than the you are great in society like when they like kids are probably only hearing that they're great from their inner circle and then when they get outside it's more of the be humble be quiet wait for society and wait for us to tell you that you're good before you can even you know yeah, so, so basically to sum up, this is where we're at and this is what, what the reality is and this is what we call the paradox of humility because first of all, you need to listen to your own voice and speak confidently to what you are good at and who you are as a person, all right? Speak that shit into existence. You are great. Damn the consequences. You are great. Be okay? like me. You will get ostracized <laughs> And speaking of but, but understand that you may not be great at everything. You can still be wrong and you still need others to help. 
This is where that humility comes in and understanding your limitations. You will need other people at some point in your life for something. You will need help. You will be wrong about something. Like it's inevitable. Those things are inevitable. And when you can keep those parameters in line, that allows you to reach for your greatness and acknowledge your greatness, but understand it has limitations as well. It reminds me of that quote, shoot for the moon because if you miss, you'll land in the stars. And with that balance between confidence and humility, I think you need to shoot for the moon and land in the stars. We appreciate you guys tuning in to listen to our conversation. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on. Come on, baby. Humble. Let, let, <laughs> let them rate whatever they want. Be the, humble. The episode, the episode was so great. It, it deserves nothing less than five stars. Have some humility here. <laughs> Fuck humility. We appreciate you guys. Share this episode. Share our content with people that you love. And we'll see you next time.